This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. The Evolution of the CNIB Online Book Club. Hi, my name is Karen Brophy, and I'm going to be working mostly behind the scenes to help get CNIB Read off the ground. The main components of this book club are going to be a Facebook group and a series of podcasts or recordings. You can hear more about how the Facebook group is going to work in another podcast called How Will the CNIB Read Facebook Group Work? Don't worry, I promise our podcast titles will get a little more creative as this project evolves. You can hear more about what we have planned in terms of the rest of our podcasts in an introduction to the CNIB Read podcast, recorded by James Danas, our new podcast host. Let's get back to the topic of this podcast, though, the evolution of the CNIB Online Book Club. I'm going to spend a few minutes talking to you about CNIB's role in accessible library service for Canadians and how technology has created the challenges and opportunities which are culminating in this very exciting project. I've been with CNIB for 30 plus years, working mainly at CNIB Library. And over that time frame, as you can imagine, I've seen a lot of things change. I was first hired in the mid 80s and began working in the library's Braille department. I had just graduated from the University of Toronto with a major, joint major in English and philosophy. I became basically a glorified data entry clerk working closely with Braille proofreaders, but with no knowledge of Braille myself. I used the Duxbury translation program to produce accessible versions of agendas, and in some cases, retyping documents or even books, which would then be embossed in Braille. In terms of technology, I worked on a computer terminal, which was essentially a massive monitor, which was connected to a mainframe computer, and that was housed in one room one air-conditioned room down the hallway in the old Bakerwood facility at 1929 Bayview in Toronto. A few years later, I moved to an office called Transcription Services. There I was helping to manage the production of textbooks and commercial requests. I worked quite closely with recording studio and braille production staff and volunteers in this job to make sure that deadlines and priorities were met. So if your teacher or school's accessibility offices had asked CNIB to produce textbooks for your courses in the early 90s, those would probably have passed through my hands. In terms of technology, to ensure that we weren't duplicating production being done elsewhere, I referenced something called a microfiche. CNIB's first website, for the organization was launched in late 1996. In the late 90s, my job expanded to include the moderation of an online listserv for CNIB Library called Sky Club. This was well before Facebook, and at the time this was the only opportunity for CNIB Library users to interact with staff in a public and national forum. For a while, we hosted open discussions, but eventually moved to presenting monthly topics where we invited experts to get involved. Accessible gaming, technology, 
At one point, we even hosted the blind scientist Kent Cullors, who did a presentation and Q&A about astronomy. Kent headed up SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. A few years later, Sky Club closed down, and eventually the CNIB Facebook page was launched in 2009. During this same period, the CNIB library had begun to reinvent itself for the digital age, creating an online catalog, automating circulation, and transforming its resources into digital formats. In 2003, the CNIB Digital Library was launched, giving clients direct access to the library's catalog to search for books, place, and manage their own holds. The transformation was not only about transitioning production and distribution, it was about overhauling the philosophy underlying library service for Canadians with sight loss. For more than 100 years, Canadians who were blind or partially sighted and needed accessible books received their library service from charities. First, the Canadian Free Library for the Blind and later CNIB Library. Canada, unlike other G8 countries, had no centralized public models for providing alternative format materials for library loans. Decades of efforts by the Canadian library community, consumer stakeholders, governments, and readers with print disabilities finally came to fruition in 2014. Leadership by the Canadian Urban Libraries Council, CULC, paved the way for the establishment of CELA, the Centre for Equitable Library Access. So where do we go from here? What role does CNIB play in promoting accessible recreational literacy? Are we more than a production facility for accessible formats? Is there something special about the relationship between readers and narrators of audio format books? Does the appetite for online community among CNIB participants, which was first demonstrated during the early days of Sky Club, still exist? And do readers of formats such as audio, braille, and e-text belong at the forefront of conversations about expanding access. We say yes. We say join us on CNIB Read, an online, interactive, national book club highlighting accessible formats. This was the CNIB Foundation podcast.